to welcome you to the Pantheon event. I am your host, Ray, and today we're looking at Quantum Mania at Ben Wasp. Uh, this movie I just saw in theaters not too long ago. Uh, it was, it was okay. It was good. Okay, uh, you know what? No, this is a zero spoiler movie. The movie is really, really well done. I just think it's long. Um, I think this the quantum realm realm is is fantastic. I think it's a visual spectacle. I mean, it's not Avatar, and I don't I'm not compared to the Avatar, but to show that there's a subatomic level within a subatomic level level, and to see it and to tie in with everything you've seen beforehand is great. When we get to Kang, which is a bit of a trick, I think I think we're like an hour in before you actually meet Kang in this movie. The character of Kang is introduced in the Loki series in the final episode. And he was a conqueror. And you saw like a, a visual graphic of him conquering the world and then why he is in the quantum realm as a result of that. So the storyline of from, from the Loki series ties in with what you're seeing here. And I knew that right away. And so I knew something will have to come up, come out of this, uh, you know, with the Kang di dynasty. And it makes sense now. And the the there are two. There's a mid-credit scene and there's a final credit scene, and both contributed contributed to my understanding of that. And I think there and I and as far as endings are going, the I say they're worth watching because it sets up uh fate. The, okay, so with with this movie, whatever faults you may have with this film, I think Peyton Reed, who directed all three uh Act Man movies, had to make sure because this is the first phase five movie movie and I, I i'm not saying that i know what's going on because i obviously i don't but this has to set up a lot of little check marks uh for what's coming down the line in phase five like a lot of things happen to happen and this sets the breadcrumbs so to look back at this now not knowing like a lot of things when you watch a, uh, an mcu movie you watch a movie you like it and then when you go further into the into the years of the phases and then you think back oh yeah that connects with what he said here or that, you know, like, so there are breadcrumbs and seeds placed strategically that is going to make, it will be illuminating down the road. Now, uh, I knew nothing about Kang going into this. Uh, I don't, I don't, I never read the comic books of the Fantastic Four or the Avengers uh, comic books. So I knew nothing going into the character other than seeing him in the Loki series and thinking that Jonathan Majors was amazing uh, comedic actor or his, his body of work since doing um, Loki to doing um, this movie. Uh, he is just, he's all over the place and he's just an amazing thespian actor. Uh, and Kang, his performance as Kang is the best, the best thing about this movie. Like, like his performance, I don't think there's a critic out there who will say his role was bad. It's not. I mean, he he's a threat, but Paul Rudd is a humbling, like fun. He's the kind of guy that you just love to hang out with. Like, he's a really cool kind of guy. He's laid back. He has his aura about him that's just, you know. You know, he's a good man. He's a good father. He wants to be a good father. He has some bad breaks. And then uh, you, you kind of relate to him as the everyday kind of guy. But now he's the everyday guy dealing with one of the most dangerous villains in MCU cinematic history, like ever. He's up there with Thanos, and and rightfully so. And his threat level is is beyond, is, is if if not more so than Thanos, because he he wipes he can wipe everything out literally um 
So his backstory is interesting. Uh, I'm not gonna get into that because if you watch the film, it'll, it'll go into that. But his what he can do, what his quest is, what he wants to conquer, is what makes this movie uh, such threat. And he's his demeanor is what sells you. And then he knows that out of all the Avengers that he's had to face in whatever world he's faced, Ant Man is probably the least. Um, a, a threatening character that he could ever go up against, and it's Ant-Man who has to stop him. It's a very interesting way to approach this character because it now puts the Ant-Man character and the Ant-Man up there. It, the, you know, as much as the, the only thing I, that I, I was missing was Louise uh, Michael Pena's character. I think Michael Douglas did an amazing job being the comedic relief for this film. And when you saw like a character like a broccoli or uh, like what is that or what is like seeing um, seeing it through his lens uh, really is you know talks to us the viewer and acknowledges that okay wow wow what, what's going on here. So uh, I, my brain's all over because I'm thinking about the movie as I'm talking to you too. The movie itself is good. Twenty minutes too long. The story between Janet or, or Michelle Pfeiffer's character and uh, Kang, uh, Nathaniel's character. Oh, I don't think they even tell you what his real name is. But let's say Kang's character and uh, Janet's character, their connection. She doesn't want them to go anywhere near it. Uh, as, it's, and the reveal of that, that journey is well earned. You have to realize that it's not not power, it's technology. Uh, similar to like we look at Asgardians. Uh, they're aliens, but it's their technology that makes them so powerful. It's not because they're real gods. It's just their advanced civilization. And, and and like with Doctor Strange, science and magic are not too dissimilar. It's just that we're looking at it from different lens. We see uh, we see magic as we, we see it, but there is a science behind it. There's a logic behind it. And there's a history and um, tradition behind certain things, which is considered like a, a not religious, but like, like a science. Um, you know, so Kang's technology is outside of time. It's like the year four thousand, something like that. So he's a, a traveler from out of from outside of time, and and the quantum realm is in a place that's not even that's no longer in time. And so when they establish the concepts, and if you watch the Loki series, which is a little, which again is a lot to digest, uh, it comes more into focus, and uh, I like that. In the actual comic books, Kang has multiple. Uh, dimensions of himself uh there's a younger version of himself there's an older version of himself uh both of which are in conflict with each other the kang dynasty which will be revealed to us uh coming up in uh phase five will probably indicate to us in that uh in the young avengers probable probability of having the young avengers characters because we have um uh, a young Hawkeye, and because we have Cassie, and because we're introduced to a an older Black Captain America, who has a grandson, seats that, get, that are now plucked in, uh, we're going to get a very uh, robust movie. Now we don't see the pictures right now, but we know all the little seats are, are germated into seeing what Phase Five brings down the road. When you watch Phase Five or Phase Six and gets to the ultimately. The Avengers movie, which comes down the line, or the Kang Dynasty, which is way down the line, it's going to open your mind because even watching Loki season one, all these little tidbit storylines, like in the Endgame storyline, everything comes together at the end. And I believe that Feige has a plan. And I believe that after seeing what Endgame did and how they really showed how Star Wars, though I love Star Wars, don't get me wrong, how uh, the Rise of Skywalker didn't really live up to a 30-year hype. 
um, Endgame, what they did in eight to 11 years, did an amazing job summarizing all those things. And with that, you're going to get an amazing phase five, I believe. It may not be as great or as good as the, or at the level of maybe say Infinity War, but it's all going to come together because I know there's a plan. And I look forward towards that. And what James Gunn does for DC, I hope DC does the same thing too. I mean, it's 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 for us, we win either way. We, the viewers, will win if the storytelling is great and if the seeds of what they're planning to do really could get into fruition. Like it really does become what they want us to do. And DC, my God, I hope you've learned from your mistakes and make it really happen because as a fan, that's all I want. And as you as an audience who watches this stuff, who, uh, who like Aquaman and Flash and who love um, Infinity War. I mean, we win and, and we'll go see your work. So with that, I'm your host, Ray, and we'll see you next week. Take care.